It's really easy to talk ourselves out of success. It is. And typically we do this by letting fear, uncertainty, and negativity take control of our mind, therefore limiting ourselves and our chances of success. Although it's common to let fear and uncertainty get the best of you and limit your motivation to achieve in life, today we're going to turn those tables and remove those self-imposed limitations and get you well on your way to a lifetime of success. With episode 24 of my words of wisdom, I want to give you six ways you're limiting your success and exactly how to change it. So let's get started. Man, let's roll this thing out. I can't wait to give these to you. You're going to love this. So I'm going to give you six ways you're limiting your success, and then I'm going to show you exactly how to change it. Okay? Pay attention. Man, open that mind. Open that heart. Here we go. Limitation number one. A lack of awareness of where you really are. Yeah. Where are you in your life? I'm going to go through eight areas of your life and we're going to score them. Here's the thing. We have to start with this. No matter what you're trying to do in life, reach more goals, have a better job, have a better relationship, start a new relationship, have better finances, better health, better self-image, more confidence, make more sales, whatever it is, the broader the foundation, the taller the tower. We're going to make you get there, man. But we've got to know where we are. If we don't have the exact true point from where we are starting, then we're going to be off. Our chances of success greatly wane. We're going to make this thing the, the biggest possible way for you to succeed. Okay? So, limitation number one, lack of awareness really, where you really are. I'm going to give you eight areas of your life. Let's do it. You're going to score them zero to ten. Zero mean, man, I got nothing. Five being, I'm about 50% there. And then ten, of course, is, man, I couldn't do any better. Okay? So, got to be honest here. Honest self-reflection. Here we go. Area number one, happiness. You're going to give yourself a zero to 10, a score. How happy are you? And I'm talking about everything. Happy with yourself, your life, your family, your friends, your significant significant other, your career, your spirituality, everything wrapped into one. What would you give yourself? What score? Zero to 10. Okay, your physical wellness. This is the second one. Physical wellness. I'm not talking about up here. I'm talking about your body, your blood pressure, your, your health. How are your joints? How do you feel? How are, how's your energy? Right? What would you rate your physical wellness? What is it? Zero to ten. Number three, your confidence. Yeah, that's right, man. I'm talking about all of it. How confident are you in your abilities, in yourself, in your self-image, in your career? Overall confidence, zero to ten. Here's number four, success. Where would you rate your success in your life up to this point. Now, you got to go all the way back, man. Don't just consider where you are right now. What have you been through in your life? What have you accomplished in your life? This is big picture stuff. Give yourself a zero to 10 on how successful you feel. Goals. Are you setting goals? Are you reaching goals? 
If you're not setting goals, then man, that's probably a zero. You got me? If you're setting them and, and maybe reaching a few or kind of getting halfway, maybe that's a five. Or if you're setting goals and knocking them out of the park, that's a 10. Zero through 10. Next one, potential. At this point in your life, right now, what do you feel your potential is? How much better can you be? Right? Honest self-reflection. Zero to ten. Relationships. This is the next one. This is number seven. Relationships. Now, I'm talking about several things here. I'm talking about those relationships outside of yourself, your, your, your work relationships, your significant other, your family, your friends, and, of course, the most important relationship of all, the relationship with yourself. If you put all that in a big ball, where would you give yourself? Would you give yourself a zero through ten? Where would it be? And then the last one, motivation. A couple of ways to look at this. Number one, self-motivation. Do you have a hard time self-motivating? Are you a motivator of others? couple of ways to look at it. Am I self, how do I do it self-motivation and how do I do it motivating others? Wrap it all up. Score yourself 0 to 10. Now, here's where the tire meets the road. We've given ourselves a score. Now let's make sure it's the right score. You're going to ask yourself this question. Why did I give myself that particular score? Let's look at goals. Let's say you gave yourself a 5. Why? Did you give yourself a five? You got to think. You got to get in there. Introspection. Think of why you gave yourself a five. Because here's what typically happens is the score changes. Maybe one or two points. Maybe it goes down to a three. Maybe it goes to a seven. You want to look at the specific reasons. Think about it. Take your time and understand why did I give myself that particular score for that particular area of my life? Why? Think about it. If it changes, it changes. This is the time to change the score, man. This is We're building the foundation. Once you do establish that you have the right score and you understand why you gave yourself that score, ask yourself the second question. How do I increase it by two? So if you gave yourself a five on, on goals, how do I get it to a seven? We're not worried about getting to a 10 right now. Increasing it by two points. What do I need to do to get myself from a 5 to a 2, from an 8 to a 10, from a 3 to a 5? Just increase it. And how do I increase it by two? Okay? And write this stuff down. This is your path. This is the foundation. And you're also laying the path. This is what this is. Now, once you've got this score established and you know why you gave yourself a score and how you increase it by two, all written down, you want to revisit this once every month. Okay? Take a look at it every month and see if you're doing what you're supposed to do. Is your, and rescore yourself. Rescore all of it. Have a column right beside it and go down and do the same thing. Give yourself a score. Why did I give myself that score? How do I increase it by two every month? I'm counting on you. I'm going to check you. I'm going to check it. Yeah, I'm going to come to where you live, where you work, and I'm going to check and see if you're doing this because you better do it, man. You want to get there? You want to have emotional freedom? You want to succeed? You want to do things you've never done before? This is where it starts. Removing the first limitation of, being not, of not being aware of where you are. Now you're going to know. All right, limitation number two. I'm going to move on here. 
having a dominating negative mindset. Yeah. I'll ask people a lot of times, how do you live with yourself? And typically that has a negative connotation when people ask that because somebody's probably done something really crazy or weird or bad. They're like, man, how do you live with yourself? No, I want to know exactly how you live with you. What goes on in your mind? What do you think about most of the time? What do you think about when you're driving your car by yourself? What do you think about when you're alone? What do you think about when you're working out? What do you think about when you're with family and friends? What occupies your mind? What you want to determine, you want to take an inventory of your thoughts and determine, am I mostly positive or am I mostly negative? Or am I somewhere in between? You want to determine that because a dominating negative mindset is a tremendous limitation. I call it emotional foreshadowing. Yeah, you're telling your brain what's coming up that probably isn't going to happen. You're setting your brain and your emotions in, in a forward, in a, you're setting them in a direction that's unwanted. You're foreshadowing. You're telling yourself what's going to happen or what you think is going to happen. We got to change that. Now, emotional foreshadowing can be good too because we turn it positive which is what I'm about to tell you. Yeah, we got a whole new thing now. Positivity. So to remove a dominating negative mindset, you want to first and foremost understand how you live with yourself. What are most of your thoughts? Do a thought inventory. And then visualize positive outcomes. This is, you guys know, you know I'm going to talk about it. Visualization is powerful. Your mind loves pictures. Give it what it wants. Set things in motion in a positive way. My two-minute habit. It's the perfect way. Go back and listen to episode 21, the two-minute habit. Go back and look at that thing. This is how you do this. Visualize positive outcomes. This is how you get rid of that limiting, dominating negative mindset. If a negative thought comes to your mind, visualize it turning out positive. See it turning out positive. See yourself smiling and feeling good and having energy. Yeah. Visualize positive outcomes. Limitation number three, avoiding failure. That's right. A lot of people, <clears throat> stay put, don't try to improve themselves because they're avoiding failure. You know, what happens if I fail? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do if I fail? Well, let me tell you what happens when you fail. It's not a, it's not a matter of if you fail, it's when you fail. What happens when you fail? You win. You win. Yeah, because you were doing something. You put something in motion. You're gaining experience. You're gaining direction. You're doing something. Look, the only requirement to win is to never quit. Yeah, if you're trying and you're failing, you're a winner. Hands down. That's not an opinion, folks. That's a fact. The other thing to... To stop avoiding failure, understand that success and failure coexist. They do. Embrace it. It's part of it. Failure is a step you take. Look, put this in your head about failure. Failure is the best teacher. You want to learn quick? You want to advance in your life? Use failure. That's right. It's the best teacher, and it gives the best directions. It's going to teach you what not to do and what to do more of. I need to do more of this, not so much of that, 
and maybe a little more in this direction. It's the only way we succeed. Success and failure coexist. Get that in your mind and let it let failure teach you. It is the steps to reach the top. Now your steps may go to the side and they may step back down and may step to the left or right. Maybe it's at a slant, but a step is a step. It is direction. To, to get past avoiding failure, man, you got to put it into action. You got to realize that it's part of success. And again, my friends, that's not an opinion. That's not a rah, rah, cheer you up thing. No, that's a fact. I've done it. I've taught it. I've seen it. It comes to fruition if you let failure do what it's supposed to do and teach you and give you direction. Yeah. Limitation number four. Wanting without action. You bet. There's a whole lot of wanting out there. I want things too. Here's the thing. Wanting is an emotion. You want to, the first thing you've got to understand to remove the limitation of wanting without action is that understand that wanting is only an emotion. Wanting's not an action. You have to start doing. You got to start doing, man. Even when that failure comes up, that's part of action. Look, wanting, you can want every day for the rest of your life. It's not going to get you anywhere unless you start doing. Wanting is kind of where it starts, but that's as far as you'll go. I hear it all the time. Man, if, if, you, if you want it bad enough, it's going to happen. If you want, a bad, want it bad enough, you'll do it. No, that's not true. You can want until the cows come home. And it's not going to happen unless you are applying action. you got to start doing. Okay? <clears throat> Here's another part. If you want to go from wanting to having, which means you're going to have to start doing, you want to start doing more, see the reward for what it really is. There's three rewards you get for trying. There's three rewards you get for action and putting things in motion. Three, the one, the reward of now. You've started something. You've started a catalyst. That's the first reward. Reward number two, the reward of the future. You're gaining experience. You're learning what to do and what not to do. Remember failure? Yeah. And the reward of number three, you, because you're putting in the time, you're fighting through the struggle and the uncertainty, and you're going and using failure, what it's supposed to be, the reward, the biggest reward of all, you're going to be able to teach others how to do it because you're going through it. You're succeeding. You're persevering. You're doing it, and you're going to show others how to do it. Three rewards, now, future, and helping others. Put that in your head. Okay, limitation number five. <clears throat> Folks, this is a big one. Lack of ownership. Yeah. Here's a quote for you. One of mine. Imagine that. Bobby's got a quote. Here we go. If you'll own your mistakes, your mishaps, and your shortcomings, you'll own your success. Yeah. If you want to remove the limitation of having a lack of ownership, you want to start owning yourself and your actions and whether the mistakes or not. You want to start owning them? Understand the reason, the difference between an excuse and a reason. That's number one. The difference between excuse and a reason is ownership. It's easy to use an excuse. It is. An excuse puts the, the blame on somebody outside of you. 
somebody else, a situation you, where you had no control. Well, this happened because this happened. And this happened because they said this and they didn't do that. And it's always they, 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 they. No, that's, that's not the way to do it. A reason, now we're talking. Go from a giving excuses to giving reasons. And every reason should start with the same word, I. Yeah. I did not prepare enough for this. I got in a traffic jam because I didn't look at my app, my traffic app, and look and see that it was already built up and jammed up. That way, I, and, and I, I'm late for work. The traffic jam did not cause you to be late for work. You not planning ahead did. Yeah. This is where you kind of take ownership. Let me tell you this part, too. Here's an example. If you're driving along and somebody sent you a text and you look at the phone and then you look up and you run into the back of somebody or you missed your turn, whose fault is that? Now, you kind of have a tendency to blame the person sending the text or the phone call, whatever it was. No, you chose to look at your phone. Ownership. Yeah, this is how you do it. And when you set goals, if you heard my podcast, you need to go listen from gold to gold because I teach you the right way to set goals. Your goals need to be based on the reasons why you haven't done it yet. Why haven't you done it yet? And those reasons need to start with the word I. I need to do more of this. I need to do less of this. That teaches ownership. This is how you get to success. This is how you remove yet another limitation. Another way you can remove the lack of ownership and turn that into ownership is lead by example. Tell your stories, man. I tell plenty of stories. I'm about to tell you another one, but tell your stories of both successes and failures. People need to hear what was the struggle? What were the uncertainties? What did you fight through? What were your sacrifices? Because when you tell people that, they're going to be able to relate and tell them that failure is part of success. Lead by example. That's how you remove lack of ownership. That's how you go from giving excuses and giving reasons. That's how you take ownership of you, my friend. Big limitation. Last one. I would prob I saved this one for last because I feel it's the biggest one. Dependency. There's a lot of different dependencies out there. We have substance abuse. We have, you know, addictions like alcohol, drugs, many different forms of addiction out there, gambling, whatnot. And I believe from all the people I've worked with one-on-one in, in coaching and, and, and myself, and when I was a behavior therapist, when I worked with psychologists and psychiatrists, and the principles I applied and the results I got, I will tell you that no matter what the addiction is or the dependency is, there is an emotional dependency attached to it. it. There's some emotion attached to it, whether it's from our past, we're trying to drown some memory, we're trying to get rid of that thought in our head, we're trying to find some way to mask the pain, man. I get it. And I get it because I've been through it. As a young man, I went through it. Relentlessly went through it. Seemingly never-ending went through it. So I understand how it made me feel. But I can tell you this, you know, what happens is when we let other people and other circumstances and situations determine, dictate how we're going to feel about ourselves, we're in for a long road. That's a huge 
probably the biggest limitation we have as humans is dependency. Yeah, emotional dependency. The number one thing to do to eliminate that, to fix that, is to build confidence. And it's tough. I know. Go listen to my story on, on my podcast. If Wood, coat hangers, and lawnmower wheels. Listen to it. I've been through it. We're going to have something in common. Look, building confidence is a really tough thing to do when you feel like you have none. But the only way to build confidence is to put things in action. Do things you're afraid of doing. Go through failure. And recognize success. Though you got to balance it out. Yeah, I failed. Why did I fail? Okay, but what did I do that's good? Well, I started it, man. I did something I'm afraid to do. Public speaking. A lot of people are scared to death of, look, I get, I get nervous before I speak. I'm confident because I know what I want to do and I know what I have to tell people is going to be outstanding. It's going to change your life. But I'm still nervous. Yeah, it's, it's natural. But building confidence means you're going to have to fight through that stuff. Action, failure, and recognizing success is how you build confidence. Look, also acknowledge where you need to improve, but also acknowledge what you're good at doing. When I start with people in a counseling session or a coaching session, there's one thing I have them do eventually, probably about the third session. I have them make a list of 70 things where they've succeeded in life. 70 things that they're good at doing. 70 positive things about their life. 70, 70. Now, when I say that number, they're like, man, are you crazy? 70. I said, I'm going to promise you one thing. Once you start writing, it's going to flow like crazy. You're going to start, man, you could write 100. I said, Tane, look, you could write 500, but I'm going to make it easy for you and write 70. Give it a shot. Do it. Go make a list of 70 things that are good about you, things that you're good at doing. Again, it's balance. Recognize where you need to improve, but also recognize what you're good at doing. Balance it out. You'd be amazed at what that does to your mindset. Also, teach others from your experiences. It feels good when I talk, when I do podcasts. I love it. When I speak and I'm in front of people one-on-one, man, my life couldn't be better because I know they're going to better their lives from what I went through. Teach others from your experiences. Share your stories. Lastly, to help with the dependency, to get rid of that, to become emotionally independent, Acknowledge your potential. Look for opportunities to get better and follow through with action. You may not, you may think when you grade that potential at the very top, when we go through to find out where you really are, when you grade that potential, be honest where you are. But if you'll go through my seven books of wisdom or even my seven pillars of power online motivational course, you're going to build you're going to build potential and you're going to see, wow, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah, there's a lot. Let me tell you something. You, I'm talking to you. There's a lot of things that you don't think you can do. And I'm telling you, there are things out there that you've never thought of that you are able to do. I'm telling you, I've done it. I've taught other people, to thousands of people to do it. You're next. Because you're going to learn to do these things. You're going to see your potential for what it really is. Acknowledge that your potential is greater than you may feel. And the only way to find that out is to do this thing. 
Speaking of potential, let me tell you a story. It's a short one. I had a client come to me, a coaching client, a life coaching client. They had a career, really doing well with it, changed careers, ended up having a very difficult time in terms of what they thought was going to happen didn't happen. And it wasn't their fault. It was, of course, they made the choice to change jobs, but what they were told was going to happen didn't happen. So you can imagine what he dealt with. Now, he called me. We got talking. Now, before this, again, everything was great. He thought he was making an improvement in his life. It just was the wrong choice. Not of his doing, but it was still his choice. So he came to me. We sat down, and we did... First thing I said is, let's see where you really are. Let's see, are you aware of where you really are? And we listed the eight things. We listed the, you know, your physical, your physical wellness, your goals, your potential, your confidence. All these things we listed. And he had nothing higher than a two. Nothing. Everything was a two. Some were ones and some were zeros. I think he only had four that were a two. The rest were zeros and ones. Now, we worked together. For, for a month, maybe six weeks. And on the sixth week, five, six weeks, we pulled that out and we, we did it again. We rescored everything. And get this. He had nothing lower than a six and he had two tens. What? <laughs> what? That's, that's an incredible increase. You know why? You know why he did that? Because we... He, we removed the limitations that he was putting upon himself. We built his confidence. We showed him clarity. He gained clarity and control of where he, not only where he was, but where he needed to be and how he got there. And when he graded those things, he gave himself zeros, ones, and twos. He asked himself that question, why did I give myself those grades? How do I increase it? How do I get this one to a three? And he wrote everything down and he did it. And you know where he's at today? His lowest score is an eight. He's changed jobs. He's in a better place than he was in the job before he, that he left to come to this other job that didn't pan out because he put it into action. He believed in himself. He removed his limitations and he gained emotional freedom. The same thing that you're going to gain. Let me go through this real quick. I just want to recap it, and then I'm going to close this thing. Look, six ways you're limiting your success and how to change it. The first limitation, lack of awareness of where, where you really are. you got to list those eight things, score them, understand why you gave yourself that score, and how do I go? How do I improve it by two. And look at it every month. Do it every four weeks. Understand that a dominating negative mindset is a limitation. You have emotional foreshadowing. Do an inventory of what you're thinking and turn those negative thoughts into positivity with positive visualizations. The third one, avoiding failure. Oh, look, what happens when you fail? You're going to win. You're going to gain experience. Remember, failure is direction. It's the best teacher. You got to go through it. It's steps to victory. I'm telling you. How do we fix wanting without action? You got to start doing. 
you got to see the reward for what it is, right? You get three rewards. The reward of now, you've started something. The reward of the future, you're getting better. You're gaining experience. You're getting direction. And then the biggest reward of all, you're going to be able to tell your story and help others do the same thing because you stuck through it. Number five, lack of ownership. How do you remove that? You own your mistakes, mishaps, and shortcomings. You'll own your success. Understand the difference between excuse and a reason. Ownership. Get rid of excuses. Own it. Even if it doesn't feel like it really was you, own your mistakes. Own it. Set your goals based on the reasons why you haven't done it yet. Every goal, every reason needs to start with the word I. Lead by example. Tell your stories. And don't forget to include the failures. Right? Show people. Tell people where you failed. It's, it's part of it. It's a badge, man. It's a badge of courage. Wear it. And of course, dependencies. How do we get rid of that limitating dependent the, the limitating dependencies we have in our life? Whether it's alcohol, it's and look, and let, let me say this. Dependency's tough. And it's it's a great idea to get some help. Go talk to somebody, join one of the groups, join there's some big groups out there. Man, AA is an incredible organization. I know people that are and in, in, incredible with it. So Seek help, you know, go get help. Don't hesitate. You know, I want to help you too, but a lot of times it takes more. But that's, don't, hey, don't put it off. Go get that help. Remember, we have emotional dependencies too, not just dependencies on alcohol and drugs and different things. But we tend to can let other people and things dictate how happy we're going to be. Get rid of that. Build your confidence by doing things. Understand failure. Recognize success. Teach others from your experience. Acknowledge where you need to improve, but also look at what you have done that's good. And understand that your potential, man, it's much greater than you could ever know. You can come up with thousands of reasons why you didn't do something or why you fell short at certain things in your life. But the truth is, the only thing that matters is the strength and honor of your effort. You can't lose. Many things that you want in your life, they're not going to work out for you. For reasons which you have no control. It's just the way it is. But when you remove your self-imposed limitations, a brand new world of opportunity will open up to you. And even the sky will no longer be the limit. I'm Bobby Wisnan. Thanks for listening.